taking care of your dogs can be. <gasps> Luckily, your friends at BarkBox have you covered. Sign up to receive monthly care packages delivered right to your door filled with food, toys, and treats customized for your furry four-legged friend. With prices starting at $21 a month and free shipping, now is the perfect time to get started with BarkBox. But don't take my word for it, let's hear from some of our satisfied customers. <coughs> Head over to BarkBox.com to start customizing your box today. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, June 13th. Reyes is here with me as always, and we got a short episode for you guys today, but we're going to really focus in on the 2A and Reyes, I got a statement that I'm going to throw your way. I want you to tell me if you agree or disagree with this. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I know you're always ready. That's what you always say. So I was, you got to be. <laughs> okay. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready, coach. Come on now. <laughs> I like that. Okay. The champion of the 2A for this upcoming season will be either a prep or a charter school. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? And you tell me why. Oh, I 100% agree with that. I mean, no hesitation at all. No hesitation whatsoever. I'm going to give you reasons why. I mean, let's just be honest with ourselves. It, for any of you guys that listen, obviously me and Jeff always are kind of keeping up in all that stuff with the 2A, 3A and down, even the 1A. If you just look at the 2A alone, it's just pretty much a prep charter school galore. Um, hmm. I know there's a couple of like public schools, like you do have your Santa Cruz Valleys, your Benson High Schools, your Morenzi's and Pimas and whatnot. Yeah, sure. But then if you look at the majority of the regions, at least every region at least has like one prep school. Well, there's more than that, huh? There's a lot more. Well, if you look at just the Metro, the 2A, every school in there's a prep. Except, or I mean, technically, Sedona Red Rock High School is technically, I think, a charter school, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Are you public. saying that Sedona's going to win the championship in the 2A this upcoming season? No, I'm not saying that whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's one – there's a lot of regions that are full with just nothing but prep schools. Now, with that being said, that's why I do believe – I mean, even look at last year. Like, who won the 2A state title last year? Coach, can you please remind people? Scottsdale Christian. Exactly. And who was also in that state championship run playing against Scottsdale Christian? Rancho Solano Prep. Exactly. And who's been it the last maybe four or five times? Has it been a public school the last four years in the two way? No, it's always been prep schools. So there, there's my reasoning why history just continues to repeat itself. And as these prep schools keep finding ways to stay competitive and get these great athletes, um, it's just—I mean, it's obviously—it's great for the small ball scene. It's great for uh, the two way. Um, they might as well just call this a charter league, but um, <laughs> it's good. I just don't see. 
it's going to be a tough for a lot of these public schools to compete with a lot of these high-level prep or charter schools. When I look at the prep charter schools compared to the public schools, I do feel like they're playing at a different level than some of these public schools. What are? Give me some public schools that you think could actually compete because right now, the way that I'm seeing it, I see like the final four easily being prep charter schools and I don't know, but what's a public school that you see in the two A that could at least compete with these schools? Uh, I think a Pima can definitely compete. Um, we've talked about them obviously last year and like the year before when we first started this podcast. Um, we've always liked Pima. You kind of always know what you're going to get, they're you know, tough. Like they're, they're tough, they're physical, they're gritty, they're big. Definitely. Um, I was just talking to one of the Holbrook coaches over this weekend and they, uh, they played Holbrook and Holbrook was saying that, you know, Pima has a six, three, six, four guard that can play a little bit. And he's tough. He's physical, you know, he can rebound. Um, overall, just their physicality that kind of sets them apart from a lot of these other schools. I think that's one school in the public school scene that could probably compete. Um, you never know with San Carlos. I know they had a down year this past, like maybe this past year or two. San Carlos. Really? I know that sounds crazy. I know it's just bizarre. It's You're kind of talking crazy right now. It's not a hot take or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, don't be surprised if they rebuild because, like, how long are we going to believe that Alger State is going to stay bad forever? That's yeah. just not the case. You know what I mean? They're going to get kids that come in. You just don't know what you're going to get. So I'm saying – I'm not saying right now, but I'm saying in a general speaking, maybe a hypothetical, sure, let's play like that. I think a Marenzi can compete. Um, Marenzi's always been tough. You know, they always have pretty decent guards. I know, like, a couple years back, they actually had a pretty good uh, size big. I think he went on to go play at ASU, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, Benson so, High School you could throw in there as well. I mean, they're going to be tough. They're always physical, strong kids. Who's going to be tough? I'm sorry. Benson. Ben, oh, yeah, Benson. I was actually just talking to one of our guys, uh, you know, the old coach over there at Sam Manuel and stuff like that. He's actually got a new gig at Sienica, which is a 5A, so he's kind of – he says he's still stay in touch with the small ball scene, but, you know, he's kind of moved to the big leagues, you know, which is still pretty cool. You know, it's a great opportunity for him. So, you know, that's awesome for him. Shouts out to you. Um, Shouts out to you, Coach Miller. Thanks for always keeping us updated, helping us out with stuff, man. And, man, let me tell you one thing, because I was over at a Western New Mexico camp a couple of days back, and the this man, Coach Miller, he knows the Tucson scene like the back of his hand. He, I'm telling you, man, he was the one that was kind of putting me on bench, and he said, don't sleep. I wish I would have paid attention just a little bit more instead of paying attention to the camp. Um, <laughs> there was there was there was some small ball teams uh, small ball kids there. There's a kid from Hayden, uh, Brandon, um, and then there's a couple other kids. I forgot where from. I think Hayden. Two kids from Hayden, and then I'm trying to think of another school out there. He told me, and look at me, I'm forgetting. Wow, space on the spot, dude. Way to way to do my job, Reyes. Uh, but no, like <laughs> I said, he told me that Benson actually has some pretty decent sized guards that. They'll be able to make some noise in the two-way. You know, they'll be able to compete. He kind of believes that they might be a contender that could come possibly come out of the East. That's not my prediction. That's just kind of what he was saying. Hmm. Um, so let's talk about, like, these prep schools, though, right? Because, well, I mean, me... when I think about the public schools that can compete with the prep charter schools, I think it's a handful of them. It's not a lot of them, if I'm being honest. And you think about, like, you know, those top-level tier prep charter schools – what I'm thinking of is you got Highland. Well, obviously you got, well, hold you got on, Rancho. Before, before before you even dive into that, let me put not even a hot seat question. Let me put you on this question. Now that Scottsdale Christian has moved out of the two A into the three A, do you see the throne easily handed to Rancho, or do you think it's up for grabs? No, it's not easy. I mean, I would be dumb. I think anybody would be dumb 
to count a, a Coach Trigg squad out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they've been there, like, I don't know how many years. I forget. I used to have the statistic in front of me. But the the amount of times that a Coach Trigg-led squad has made it to the championship or made it to the Final Four, it's crazy in the last, you know, seven years or so. It's unbelievable. So to count him out and be like, oh, you know, whatever, like, it's not going to work. They lost some kids. No, they're going to be back, and they're going to be right competing for the exact same spot. But the problem is, yeah, you lose SCA, but you've got a Highland prep coming up, you know, who is just getting older and more experienced and better. You've got a Phoenix Christian who is literally right in the same boat. You know, you've got them, and and I think they're going to be right up there. When I think of Rancho right now, I think of all of them kind of being in a similar tier. I don't know if you agree with that or not. No, I agree with I agree with that. I was just saying, like, do you think that it's the it's almost a guarantee that Rancho's gonna win this year? No, or no, no, just, no. You don't think that at all. I think it, it's it's not outlandish to guarantee that they'll probably be close to where they were last year. But yeah, to, to say they're just gonna win it, I mean Highland Prep, uh, Phoenix Christian. Um, I'm spacing on some of those other prep schools. I mean, you can do even you throw think, do you are do you put Santan in that category or no? Not yet, but I could see them getting there by the end of the year. I mean, we're going to talk about them here in a second, but but you know these prep schools are no joke. And in past years, probably you know if um, if SCA had moved out, then maybe it would be an easier road for them. But these schools are just ready to go. They got like young athletic kids that are just ready to compete at a high level, and they want to get there. They've already gotten a taste of it, you know. So, I mean. What other prep schools am I missing? Highland Prep, Rancho Solano Prep. Um, you've got, um, you got Phoenix Madison, Christian Prep. Arizona Lutheran. Is that a prep school, charter school? They're, they're a charter school. Okay. Are, are, we, um, are we just talking about prep schools? Prep charter. Yeah, prep charter. Okay, you got Trivium Prep. Don't forget about them. Trivium now they, Prep. Now they just got a new head coach. And True. so, we, you know, we reached out. So we're kind of waiting for him to just kind of hear their feedback and how everything's going with them. Obviously, we're going to try to catch them out because it seems like they've been playing some pretty big events. Um, and we know that historically Trivium Prep, Trivium Prep has had great kids and they've had great coaching. But sometimes when you get a brand new coach in there, that's all you need to kind of revive the program, you know, and it starts to change things. So you just a PCD. And just for those who know, uh, the head coach at Trivium Prep, he at Coach Nelson, he actually moved up to the big boy leagues too. He's actually a head coach over at the 6A now. Uh, I forgot what the school's called. Their mascots like the dragons or something like that. The so dragons. Watch out while they breathe fire down on the 6A. Uh, shout I like out to that. That's good. That's pretty cool. Uh, we forgot about Phoenix Country Day. You know what I mean? Like you can never count them out, even though they lost. You know their, you know their offensive player of the year. They always find a way to stay competitive and rebuild and be like that top five, top echelon team in the two A. So definitely not a team to sleep on. Um, I'm curious about the Santan Charter in there. Yeah, we threw Santan Charter. Gilbert Classical always finds a way to compete. Um, Chandler Prep. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, ten. Uh, 10P prep just moved from the 1A, which they were uh, state champions runner up. Yeah, they uh, just moved up into the 2A. So. so here's my do you, do you, I'm about to say, do you think 10P preps in that same category as these top tier 2As or not yet? Not yet. No, not yet. They're good and they're going to be just fine as far as competing wise. But when you look at that top level tier, it's just they're playing a different 
different level of basketball. So, I mean, I don't know. I Here's the thing. I talk about all these prep charter schools. You look at Pima. Every single year, I count Pima out. And every single year, Pima just blows me away. They end up competing. Or it's like a one-point game or a two-point game. Or, you know, when they play against SCA in the Final Four, they have a chance to win the game. You know, where if you were to ask me before the game, I would say they don't have a shot. And then they always find a way to compete. They always find a way to just be right where they need to be. So I'm going to be excited to see these public schools try to match up against these charter prep schools. But, yeah, I just – I think they're just on a different level right now. Let's talk about Highland Prep really quick because I did – their coach, um, Coach Hill, who is the bomb, their team is playing really well right now. Right now over the summer they're 8-2. and two. And they haven't even played with their full team yet. They have kids out on trips and vacation and stuff like that. But right now they're eight and two. The majority of their games that they're playing are they're playing against four uh, A, five A teams, like just bigger schools. Or they played against a couple three A schools. But it's the majority, like big big schools, and they're really performing well against them. Two, really three kids that are playing well for them: Presley eBay and Cohen Hill. They've been playing really good. But a kid who is going to be a senior who's actually really playing really well right now is Joshua Cheeks. Uh, he is – Coach Hill kind of talked about him being that sixth man that you need those role players to step up and get better in the summer. That's exactly what Joshua Cheeks is doing according to Coach Hill. So that's super cool for them. I want to say this. For all of you college coaches listening, you need to have Presley eBay on your radar. This kid didn't start to get a whole lot. He didn't get a whole lot of recognition last year until maybe towards the end of the season. This kid is going to be a junior. He's like 6'3", 6'4". The kid's an athlete. He's strong. He's athletic. He's got handles. I mean, he he's really – when you look at a potential guard that can translate over to the college level, he is one of the best – in the 2A this upcoming season. Uh, I want to I don't want to put him in the same tier as like a Garrison Sherman, but like the same way that a lot of people looked at Garrison Sherman last year, I think a lot of that attention is going to be kind of shifted towards a Presley eBay. This kid is a stud, he's no joke, and I mean they're just playing really well right now. Coach Hill did say that when playing against those bigger schools, you know, those two losses that they had, that depth is obviously an issue, you know, like we, we've experienced that when we play against bigger schools. We have, like, one kid on our bench if we're lucky, and then these other schools have, you know, like Bradshaw. They've got, like, I don't know, 10 kids on their bench, and they're all clapping it up and going crazy, and we're like, we got nothing on our bench. Yeah, you know, and that's always tough with the small ball speed, especially in summer because, you know, that's why a lot of these bigger schools, 4A and up, they do have the luxury of, you know, not a lot of kids play two sport two sports, you know what I mean? You know, a lot of these kids play one sport and they kind of hone in on that activity. Obviously, there's obviously a lot. But if you look at the general pool, like usually they have their full team. But a lot of these small ball teams, you know, you're pretty much, your starting five could be, you know, some of the five that play on the football team or play, do cross country. You know, it's just a lot of moving pieces. So I get it for Highland Prep as far as, you know, the struggles of finding, uh, following um, depth. But I mean, they like I said, you've been comp- uh, they've been competing. You're talking about one of their players, like I said, college coaches. Keep your eyes out on him. That's awesome. I was kind of curious. We move away from Highland Prep real quick because I forgot to ask you, where do you see Mount next year? Oh yeah, because they moved up into the two A. They did. I, I think they're going to be competitive. I don't see them 
competing in the same way that they did in the one a you know they they lost a lot of those kids they still have some good kids for sure but it's just it's going to be a different vibe it's going to be a different feel you know so i see them competing i think i could see them i could see them squeaking into the playoffs you know but i just i don't i don't see them making a run in the playoffs yeah and did you see who the head coach is for them no who's the head coach now Coach Banks, Tyro Banks. No way. Okay, so then that is – that's Tyson Banks' dad, I'm sure. Yeah, and Tyson Banks is going to be a senior this year. He's a 6'5 senior. Um, they do bring back a couple – you know, they bring in Hunter's little brother, Jackson. He's going to be a junior that this mm-hmm. year. Carter Weiss, uh, you know, they got Bryce Merrigan. They, you know, they're bringing back uh, Lucas Leslie, Austin Brusso. So, I mean, they're, they're bringing pieces back. but. Sure. It's tough. You lose Aiden Huntinger and you lose a Josh Neal. Let's just be honest. It's just it's hard. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a little bit different, but I do see them competing. And I mean, even if they go up to the two A, they're still going to have a lot of size compared to some of these teams. I agree. Let, I agree. I haven't I heard agree. that in a minute, man. Shoot, it's been it's been too long. Let me ask you this about Highland Prep, okay? Going back to that, if you're coaching Highland Prep, what are your expectations for that squad moving into this next season? Uh, I think honestly, I mean, like for Coach Hill personally, I mean, you kind of go back a couple of the years and stuff like that, kind of see where they were at. They were competitive, you know, they were handling teams, they're a very competitive team. Obviously, they like I said, they, they barely beat San Carlos by six, but then they, you know, they lose to uh, Phoenix Christian. I think the expectations this year is like, to make a state championship, right? I know every team wants to say that, but I don't want to say they're in a similar boat as Arizona Lutheran because. You know, they got young kids, you know, obviously they're maturing. So, I mean, they still got a couple of years and stuff like that. But if I'm Coach Hill, I think now's the time to really hone in. Like, hey, like, this is a team and we can actually compete. We saw what we did last year. And now it's time to take that next step forward mm-hmm. and be a legitimate, like, two-way contender. I mean, like I said, yeah, you know, you beat San Carlos. Good for you. Hats off. But when you were faced with the Phoenix Christian, you were just short. And I think, sure. they, I think they look back at that. They know what they need to do, and so far they've been doing it over the summer. And, yeah, I just think that maybe this is the year for them to actually make some noise and, you know, put some actually attention on them. Because, like, think about last year, no one was really putting attention on besides us. Mm. Oh, you're right. So I think it's time for them to make some noise and, you know, be that spotlight or maybe be that dark horse team. Because let's be honest, our dark horse team this last year, is not a dark horse team this year. and they're, I know. It's just making, so cool. I love it, man. It's cool. So I'm just saying. I think if I'm Coach Hill, I'm telling my kids, hey, we are pushing for a championship this year. This is what we are able to do. Like, this is the standard. We're going to win a championship this year. Like, boom. And I think in the back of my head that as I'm saying that, I'm thinking if we make it to the Final Four, that will be good enough. Because you still have so much youth. And if you get that experience, then, man, you're going to have two years of championship-level practices under your belt, and it's going to be really solid. So I think that'll be really fun to watch them compete. I'm super pumped to see them. And you mentioned Phoenix Christian. Let's just mention them really quick, too, because in my mind, I might be wrong. It's very early. In my mind, top three prep schools in the 2A right now. Highland Prep. Don't even say prep schools. Top three schools, okay? Um, you got Rancho Solano Prep. You got Highland Prep. You got Phoenix Christian. Like, th- those are the those are the three that really stick out to me 
that are maybe a little bit higher than those other ones. Right now, Phoenix Christian is just getting ready to go to Section 7 this next week, which I know, Reyes, you're going to go over there. I might go over there with you. But they're getting ready to go to Section 7. They got a record of 7-3 and three on the summer right now, and they're playing really well together. They post videos and all that. We follow a bunch of their players on Instagram. And some of their key players, you got obviously Tommy Randolph, uh, you got which I posted it on Instagram a few weeks ago, but uh, the news did a whole story on him and his unique story. You guys have got to check it out because this kid is special and the things that he's had to battle through and his time and his life is just it's crazy. And, you know, just like the article said, a coach's dream for him to still be performing the way that he is and to find consistency and belonging through basketball and through what coach Dreisek is doing. That's just beyond basketball. Like it's so cool. So if you want to check out that story, um, go check it out. It's super cool. I might post it uh, with this thing. And you got Bryce Anderson, who's just a crazy athlete. He's gotten way more athletic. I saw a video of him where he caught a lob and did a reverse two handed dunk, like in the half court. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, you don't see kids doing that a lot in high school, period. I don't care where you are, what level you're playing at, let alone in the two-way. So this kid is a freak athlete, and from what I'm seeing, he's adding more things into his game. You've got kids like Xavier Sandoval who are extremely quick, lightning quick, just really good guards that you know are going to improve and get better. Now You've got Colin. They're big. You've got Jace Hagan. They just return a lot of kids that are very – committed to getting back to where they were and i'm gonna even argue that but like being better than where they were at so i know you're excited to see this team well let's not forget this too coach i'm sorry to cut you off but the xavier sandoval you know the tommy randolph the bryce anderson the chase hagan you know those kids that just those four kids you mentioned you know what i mean like guess what grade they were they were only sophomores coach yeah most of them i know Most of them are sophomores, you know, so for Coach Ben, you know, he gets them back for another year. But I I know that that experience is going to be crazy. The experience is going to be crazy. They were our dark horse team last year. This year, I mean, I'm not going to say anything outlandish just yet, but I do see them. No, just say it. Say it. I can can feel what you want to say. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say that Phoenix Christian is going to be coming for a lot of people's heads this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if – the season comes out, the outcome they want. Hmm. Which is what? You know, whatever that may be. Final four <laughs> run. State championship. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? But they got the team. They got the experience now. Coach Dreisick does a great job with his kids and the development, putting them in these bigger name events now. Um, I think these kids are just ready. You know, who knows? Like I said, because I – that um you know experience and stuff like that you know you look at a rancho they have all the experience in the world but when a team's just hungry and they want it you know just kind of at the end of the day it comes down to who wants it more and phoenix christian just seems like the hungrier team right now i would probably put them it's tough i would put in the same bars highly prep as who's hungrier you know what i mean sure yeah and, and well, if i'm not mistaken they play each other twice yeah i think they're in the same region so i'm just saying so that's just something to look out for as well and, you know, I think you mentioned Rancho. Let's talk about Rancho here for a second. What I am most excited about with Rancho, I cannot wait to see what Coach Trigg does with Vargas. You know, Noel Vargas has graduated, but his younger brother is still there. 
So I'm really excited to watch his growth as a guard, to watch his role and how it kind of changes with the team. Um, I'm really excited to see how he's able to play with Ramos and just even his growth, man. I know I've watched uh, a bunch of clips that they posted. They were at the IMG Academy for a team camp. Some of the stuff that they were doing was awesome. So Rancho is like working, man. And as much as we're talking about Highland Prep and Phoenix Christian Prep, Bro, Rancho's still Rancho, and they've got some studs. Like, again, for you college coaches listening, all three of these teams have players that would their game would translate really well to the college level. You want to talk about Vargas on Rancho, and you want to talk about Ramos, Royce Ramos? I mean, those are two kids that are studs that are going to be able to play at the next level easily, no matter what role you put them in. So that's going to be a ton of fun to watch, too. I can't wait to see who competes there. If these teams all faced out against each other, Reyes, who do you think comes out on top? Well, yeah, so let's just do a hypothetical Final Four pick of Rancho, Highland Prep, Phoenix, Christian, and let's go ahead and throw – I don't know, give me another team to throw in there just for fun. Santan Charter, I guess. Santan Charter, who comes out? Or, who, yeah. or who's playing each other in the state championship? I don't want to say who comes out of all of that. Yeah. Um, let's just say a Rancho and Phoenix Christian meet up in the state championship game. Hmm. Yeah, and you know the awesome thing about all this is it could change night to night. Like if any of these games were seven game series, like the NBA Finals or you know whatever the playoffs, it's probably going Game Seven. You know what I'm saying? Like these teams are so competitive, they're so well coached. It would be really cool to watch that. So let's end this thing off by talking about Santan Charter because I did get to watch a couple of their games. And uh, they're rolling right now, man. And I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Santan Charter. And, you know, thinking back to them last year, last year they ended with a record that was okay. It wasn't bad. Uh, If you remember, though, their season kind of ended in stunning fashion. It wasn't great with that fight. And you had kids that were like some, I think one kid in particular season was ended right there. They ended the season 17 and 3. They were 17 and 13. They went to the playoffs and they lost uh, to Scottsdale. But this is a team that is loaded with a lot of young talent. I got to watch a game that they played against ALA Gilbert North in uh, G- at GCU. And they were rolling, man. Some kids that they got that I really like. They've got Kylan Bonner, who I think if I remember right, to be a sophomore. They got Bo Burns, who is going to be a junior. Uh, they've got their big, which, you know, we got to see him play. Uh, at your tournament, uh, his yes, name is did. Logan. The kid's got swagger. He's a stud. He's like six four. It's a big boy, but he he did really well competing against ALA Gilbert North, and they tried to attack him through some double staggered screens up at the top. They tried to get that switch and take him off the bounce, and he held his own. I mean, he did pretty good with that. So I really liked what they look what they looked like. He was my biggest thing that I was looking for, and that I would if I'm coaching Santan Charter. What I would want to see is I would want to see more structure on offense because they had a ton of athletes. They had a ton of like really good talent and and skills to take people off the bounce and to shoot. But when you play against a, a, a top level tier team, you got to have some really good sets that you can go to. Right. You got to have some really good motion offenses that you can go to. And here's the thing. When, we, when they played against ALA Gilbert North, which I w- might add, they beat ALA Gilbert North by like four. Mm. They ran some really great sets. They ran a set where they passed to the strong side wing, had a UCLA cut, 
And then off that UCLA cut, that big went and set that on-ball screen on the strong side. And the point guard would just cycle through off a double screen on the weak side for a shot. And it was a really good look. They got some some really great stuff out of it. They also did just a, like a simple, like a double high ball screen where uh, Logan was up there and then you had another, another big up there-ish kind of. And when they'd run off that screen, that top big would just dive off of a rub screen from that bottom big and they just swung it to the corner and then boom, punched it into the post. And it was just some really good action. I liked what they were doing. If they can keep doing that, I mean, they've got some really good young athletes that have a chip on their shoulder that can play really well. I really like what they're going to be doing and how they're going to be building towards the end of the season. I know that we covered quite a few of their games last year, and it seemed like in those massive games, you know, they had a hard time, but they were so young. And and hopefully, this is my hope, as they're getting older and more experienced, they're going to be able to actually come through with some of those big games. No, I I mean – Everything you said right there is just perfect. I mean, hashtag I agree. Um, hashtag I agree. It's kind of like it's kind of it, it almost like trickles down to the same thing we kind of talked about last year with some of these teams that have like really explosive guards and just players in general. Um, if you don't have an offensive system that can kind of just flow, you just kind of let them do what you want. Sure, that will get you through a little bit, but once you meet like a team like a Rancho or a Scottsdale Christian, that will make will will make you have to run something because if not that freestyle play can only get you so far. So um, that's just a note for any coaches out there. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you got to like think of like what, what's going to take you to that next level and just throwing something in there for your players to be successful. Obviously is going to help you out along the way. I also loved their big Logan. I mean, this kid was really posting up hard and they were making it a point to look for him inside he did some really great stuff for him, man. I like him. And you know he's got some swagger. He has some swagger. And, man, like I said, don't let the size fool you. This kid does have game. He I mean, can handle. He's good, man. He's nimble. Like, <laughs> I'm just being like, – for his size, he's a really nimble big. Um, he has a soft touch. I think if I'm not mistaken at my event, we actually kind of saw him take it a little outside the you know the paint and actually hit some jumpers and stuff like that. So I'm just saying, just don't be just be careful because he's not one of those big kids that's scared to be big. He is big for a reason. He will use that size. They're going to be a really fun team to watch as their young players gain more and more confidence moving forward. Again, Ayla Gilbert North probably would have been a Final Four team in the 3A if it wasn't for a last-second shot by Coolidge. So I will also add this. LA Gilbert North did not have some of their main kids, and they did not play well. Regardless, Santan Charter was hooping, and they were doing really, really well. So we're looking forward to that, and we will see if what we think comes to fruition. I I didn't say it was a hot take because I don't think it's a hot take to say that a prepper charter school is going to win the 2A, but – it is interesting to kind of think about which public schools uh, will challenge this stuff. So that's all we got for you guys today. Unless, Race, you got anything else you want to say? Oh, my no. I, I think we covered everything. You know, I think it's going to be very interesting how everything plays out. Um, I know Jeff said maybe he'll come to Section 7, but it's almost a guarantee, boys. So just ride for it. It's, it's going to be fun. We can't wait to watch these small ball schools and how they compete against the bigger schools in Section 7. It's going to be great. Uh, we're also going to be covering a little bit about uh, a tournament over at LFPA. Shouts out to Coach Freeman. He always puts on some great events. And we're also going to get a look at some teams like Winslow and stuff like that this week. So we'll definitely put out another episode this coming Monday for you guys. 
And we hope you guys are all staying encouraged in summer ball. Again, just like what we said last time, if you got kids that are not showing up, you've got kids that are, are struggling with commitment, just hang in there, man. You're not the only coach in the state of Arizona that's going through that stuff. Just keep working with the kids that you got and make them better. And it's just going to elevate your whole program. So um, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you guys for tuning into another awesome episode of the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. And we'll catch you guys next week.